0: I've been saying this over and over again the national government must do its job uh, this is not a responsibility that should be placed in the lap of all of these big cities we're seeing what's taking place in Chicago and Denver and Boston all across our country big cities are having to do the national government job and those migrants who are here because they want to be part of the American dream that's uh, we say yesterday but those who are breaking our laws uh, we need to re-examine uh, the law that don't allow us uh, to deport them um, because they're doing violent acts. We cannot create an atmosphere where you're going to bring violence in our city.
1: Well, you should have thought about that before you instituted uh, sanctuary city policies. I mean, that's kind of the, that's the whole reason why we're here, right? I mean, we're, we're in this situation uh, because of that. Welcome to the program. Happy Friday. My voice is a little, a little rough this morning. We're on the struggle bus. Yeah, so uh, just bear with me. I appreciate the concern and all that stuff, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm on the mend. I had a we had a great event last night, uh, but it was a, it was a lot for the voice yesterday, so we're suffering a little bit today. But we're we're gonna get through it. It's Friday, and we've got a lot of stuff that we got to hit. So uh, as we do all of that, this is still the, the number one top issue because it's it's nothing's been done. The border bill, and I wanted to go over some of that a little bit today the border bill that it was the senate that had introduced it pushed it towards the house and the house is under a lot of pressure to take this just accept it and run with it and the bill doesn't it doesn't make sense um it's the the way that the media is presenting it is they're trying to say that the house republicans have to pass this or republicans aren't serious about immigration reform but that's not that's i mean the, the whole bill's not serious about immigration reform i was reading what was released from it because the asylum system as well is real i mean it's just weird it's just jacked up this whole thing is just jacked up the asylum system system the whole well you know if we get to 5000 you know illegal entries then we'll shut it down only after we do you, you see what i'm saying i mean it, none of it makes sense um, the way that the, I mean, they don't do anything about the overall system. They just try to make it honestly, just makes it easier to, to keep entering illegally. Um, the other thing too, with this and looking at some of it, they had the, the asylum program, to remain in Mexico. And apparently, you know, Democrats think that that's so mean because there's so few asylum claims. I mean, from 2017 to 2023, there were, I mean, out of all the asylum claims that were made 15 out of every 100 people who claimed that they were going to be tortured or something like that, they were returned to their home country. Uh, and they, they, you, I mean, most people are not granted asylum. Most people are not, they're not, they're not granted asylum. I mean, that's just, that's just all there is to it. So you have all these people that are coming in and they, uh, they they come in and they realize this even though they're not going to be granted asylum they still want to press the press the limit and stay in the country anyway and then that's how they ultimately game it and get through so the that was like one of that that's like one of the problems with the way that the system is set up this bill doesn't look doesn't really look at any of this it doesn't <clears throat> excuse me it doesn't really look at any of this stuff it doesn't look at uh, like for instance uh, cleaning up the legal pathway. Uh, making, you know, being really stringent with H-1B visas, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it, I mean, it doesn't examine any of this stuff. And it also doesn't encourage any kind of, uh, I mean, really any kind of uh, cooperation with Mexico because they think that 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 what, Mexico is going to be a good partner on this? Is that what they think? Because I, I mean, when have they been a good partner on this at all? Except, well, you know, the time they had the federales standing across the Rio. And, you know, that's when... They they were they were helping that uh, one illegal entrant that had drowned in the uh, in the river, but it wasn't due to our border people. It was due to they were trying to cross during you know a, a, a very deep part of the river, and additionally, if they were trying to illegally cross, I mean, this just you know it's just not something you're going to be able to do. So that's this is the this is the bill. And it's it's like I said, none of I, I don't see how any of this is like good or decent with regards to immigration. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it's just it's just kind of a mess. It's a mess. This bill's a mess. We're not going to get And if Republicans don't pass it, they shouldn't pass it. They're going to get so hammered for it. And they're still going to. And, and then you, you have they can't message at all. They have no idea about messaging. They have no idea of how to handle any of this stuff. So that's just kind of that's just. That's just kind of the way that it is they have they have no uh, uh, they have no way to be able to handle any of this they can't they can't handle the messaging on it. so I don't know nothing's gonna nothing's gonna get solved this election cycle I think. I don't think anything's going to be solved this particular election cycle because they don't have the they don't have the political spine to do what's needed and if they if they go if they if they were to do what's required they're going to get they're going to get beaten in purple states because they don't know how to message it, and because all the parties are broke that's just that's just that's just all there is to it all the part and then all the parties are broke so we're going to, we're going to keep diving into this because in addition to this, we're talking about the parties being broke. the Republican party I told you yesterday I gave a speech it was with the Dallas Jewish conservatives, an awesome group yesterday, and um uh, was speaking about how. You know, the RNC doesn't have a lot of cash on hand. A lot of these entities don't have a lot of cash on hand. Uh, Some of them, some of these state parties are just absolutely broke. Uh, And so as a result, you're going to be going into uh, a very, a very, very competitive season and the Republican party isn't going to be ready. One of the things that we pay attention to in radio. uh, And if you're watching the video portion of this, that's the video portion of the radio uh, component. The, um, Ad buys. Kane, I'm going to ask you this because you actually probably know this better than I do. How early do you, do you do people, you know, whether it's an advocacy or if it's a political thing, do they do their ad buys, their media buys? Media oh. buys are done pretty early.
2: Yeah, they're done early on just to see. They got to seed the ground.
1: And they may not necessarily fill that order, correct?
2: No, that's true, too.
1: They may just sit on the time.
2: Yeah, it depends on what kind of free press they're able to get through the news. And then they determine how much they'll end up having to spend for that particular quarter.
1: So let me share this piece with you, because this is one of the things I was looking at. And we're going to talk to Jennifer Van Laar with Red State about this. She's done some pretty amazing work. So the media buys. Democrats are sitting on, I think it's like 200 and it's a lot. It's a lot of money. 200. I mean, millions, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. They're sitting on a lot. Republicans are sitting on 93 million, 90 or 93 million.
2: 8 million or
1: so oh maybe it's nine i'm sorry nine million yeah i'm thinking 293 million with democrats sorry that's my bad <laughs> yeah. it's nine million i can't breathe through my head it's nine million so that's yeah and that's just the that's just the national rnc so the amount of media buys and i'm going you have to forgive me because there's a lot of windows that i gotta open up here Democrats have been doing tons of media buys particularly in very competitive swing states And what we mean by media buys is just like I was talking with Kane, you they'll book out uh, you know radio time they'll uh, ready for radio ads, television ads and you have to do it fairly early uh, in the season but they've been doing it like crazy uh, so that they can uh, sit on the time and squeeze out uh, any kind of opposition. And Kane, that's legal to do yes. I mean you can absolutely squeeze out and is it because they're I mean, buying If you the time. have the,
2: the war chest to do so exactly yeah, you absolutely can
1: exactly exactly so this is it's it's pretty telling that democrats have been doing tons and i mean millions of dollars of media buys already in some of these very competitive states now keep in mind they haven't they haven't kicked out a single ad they haven't kicked out a single. they had, well i take that back they had one video one video ad that they put out and that was it They haven't put out anything else, but they haven't uh, they haven't really started. And so I'm looking at all of I'm looking at a lot of these battleground states. They've done tons of media buys in and they're still doing it and millions of dollars. Republicans haven't done anything. So what's going to happen is when election time comes around and they get into all of this, uh, it's going to be uh, they're, they're, you're not going to hear anything from Repu- Republicans are going to have any ads out there good because they haven't moved. They haven't moved and they haven't bought any ad time, whether it's nationally or whether it's, uh, you know, in, in one of these battleground states, this is wh- what the hell's going on. I'm going to tell you what I was in a room of people who were ticked off at RNC leadership last night. Oh my gosh. They were so mad, especially when I told them some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. They were very angry. This kind of goes in line with it. This is one of the things that they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be implementing a media strategy. Nikki Haley's not going to be the nominee for crying out loud. They have to be implementing a media strategy. I'm all for letting everybody have their voices heard, but you know, they're going to have a nominee is my point. They're going to have a nominee. You know, it's not going to be Haley. Fine. Go ahead. Go through that. I'm all for letting everybody have their votes in, even if it's, you know, pretty much statistically decided at this point. I'm all for everybody participating and having their voices heard. I love that about our system. But that doesn't mean that Republicans can't plan for a media strategy. It doesn't mean that they they know they're going to have a nominee. They know that they're going to be entering into general election season. Why the hell are they not doing anything? Why am I seeing all these articles about chunks of time, millions of dollars being spent in these battleground states by Democrats who are implementing this media strategy, and all we get is crickets and defenses about buying flowers from the RNC. I'm so done with this garbage, I'm about ready to rip everybody's hair out. It's so, I don't want to give another damn dime to that backwoods, ridiculous organization. This is why you got to donate directly to the candidates. It's so infuriating. But this is what we're dealing with. And they're broke because they are spending that kind of money. They spent more money on flowers than they did on get out the vote texting. Do you know how important get out the vote texting is? Get out the vote texting and and, and other apparatuses like that helped tank the 2012 election because Republicans didn't have it together then either, and it helped tank it. They really did. we're going to get into all of that. Uh, Budweiser is going to uh, launch a uh, well they're, they're, it's a seven million dollar Super Bowl commercial that they're pay- it's seven million that they're paying. Uh, with the Clydesdales they're going to trot the Clydesdales back out so hopefully you forget about Dylan Mulvaney is that going to work Kane are you going to are you going to forget about the guy in the bathtub with the beer cans I
2: would be more inclined if they said hey we've got a new formula I got a new new recipe for the beer then I'd be inclined to actually give it a shot and try yeah
1: yeah so I I don't know but that's what they're going to do it's going to be seven million dollars seven million dollars and they're gonna be doing. They're gonna be coming out with this ad. It's gonna air on us. I, I don't. I'm not into Super Bowl. I'm not into football. I'm not gonna to lie to you and say that I am. I'm not. I don't care. Uh, but they said that uh, they're really excited about it. I guess they think that this is gonna be their big comeback. You really think this is gonna be Bud Light's big comeback? That the Clydesdales are gonna come out? You know what? They could shoot uh, uh, Dylan Mulvaney out of a cannon at this point, And I don't know.
2: Hey, now you're onto something.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe that would actually work. Something there, I think. But like, not with his permission. But I'm
2: not surprised to see a business, you know, give it a go. I mean, this is what they're doing. You know what they
1: could do? They don't even need seven million dollars to do it. Drag your dummy executives on camera and have them apologize to all everybody that they offended. Wow,
2: they could save so much money. Dude,
1: they could save so much money. I would go out and buy a brew right then. I don't drink it because it's what I wash my beer glasses in, but to support, I would go and do it. I would go and do it. I can say that ever since InBev bought it, dude. I'm from. We're from St. Louis. We can talk all the smack in the world. We came up right. We're from St. Louis. Like I live blocks from the brewery. I could smell the hops and barley every night. I drove past Clydesdales on my way to work. Yeah. Shh. I mean, we know. But after InBev, oh man, everything's off the table now. All right. So we got we got a lot of stuff that we're hitting today. We got some cultural stuff. The latest White House is blaming. Uh, we were talking about the Iran thing, the Islamic resistance. We were talking a little bit about that yesterday. We'll have some developments. Uh, we're also going to get into 2024. Uh, we've with we got the border. we got the RNC. we got all kinds of stuff. Uh, so you don't want to miss a lot of stuff that we're hitting today, this Friday, getting you set up for the week. And then later on, we're going to talk to uh, Jennifer Van Laar about, well, you're going to get really mad over the story. And I just don't know what to tell you. I'm really sorry about that. It's going to. Well, it's because it's 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 gonna explain where all your mon- donor money to the RNC has been going. I sound I still sound like chill but tough, right? All right, as we move, I just want to go to the range and blow some holes through stuff. Yeah. Get my sub two K. Uh, I need the Gen three now. I don't have the Gen three, but I I need the Gen three. The sub two K is uh, gun origami. The whole thing twists. It's a nine millimeter carbine. It's awesome. It, it's so innovative. I think George Kelgren's like a mad in a good way scientist. He's like one of the nicest people I've ever met. He just smiles. He's all very friendly, and he, he you know doesn't he's a man of few words, but he's super smart. He uh, redesigned this. You got the Gen 3, and in the old Sub-2K, you would have to take your optics off the top. But you could still fold the whole thing in half, which is awesome, uh, but you would have to take your stuff off. With the Gen 3, the whole thing, simple twist and fold motion, there's this patent pending rotating forend. You can twist it in either direction. It folds the whole thing right in half with optics and all. It's awesome, uh, and it easily deploys it just as smoothly. Uh, and they've also upgraded the aluminum trigger. They redesigned the trigger mechanics. You got a light and five pound pull, uh, upgraded action. They got a new chamber indicator. Uh, this is it's awesome. It's Keltec made in America, family-owned values at its best. And we need more companies like Keltec. And I need I need a Sub Two K Gen Three to learn more about the Sub Two K Gen Three. Visit KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L T E C Weapons.com. Tell them Dana sent you.
3: Did your own tax dollars help pay for the massacre in Israel? As the federal government continues to give billions to fund most of the United Nations, turns out 10% of members on their active payroll helped perpetrate Hamas' attacks in Israel. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here
4: today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We
4: were
5: getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
4: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5.
1: Another blow for EVs. I I got to tell you, I had to take my car in again, and they gave me an EV to drive. Remind me to come back after that, because I hate all of them to death. And you car people out there are going to die laughing at me, but we're going to talk about it. Anyway, another blow for EVs. Ford's redesigned America's best-selling SUV. The new $44,000 Explorer. Gas only. The poor-selling hybrid was ditched. How sweet is I'm so stoked about that. I mean, you know, people aren't buying it. If they're buying it, that's fine. But if they're not buying it, don't force it on them. Uh, let's see. This, uh, over 500 journalists were laid off. In tw- journalists, really? That's a word we're using? Over 500 journalists were laid off in January 2024 alone. That's according to Politico. They say the job cuts come after it. You know why, you absolute blockheads? You know why? Because you guys voted for a dude who decided to jack up taxes. And guess what happens in, a, in an uh, economy when inflation's running rampant? Wages aren't keeping up with the cost of living due to economic policy. Everything's more expensive. You have advertisers and and all of these companies they cut their advertising budgets first. That's what ends up happening and then they they cut advertising budgets they cut uh, anything that's non-essential they start laying off journalists, they start laying off all this. And when you're losing out ads and people are cutting distro with subscription and everything else, like what what do you, I mean what do you think is gonna happen? duh I mean, this is exactly what happens. And because they probably weren't that good, Brad Pitt is circling is uh, in a, he's going to be in uh, a Quentin Tarantino movie. I'm very excited. It's yeah. Well, Tarantino always said this is going to be his final one, and he's he's sticking to it. Tarantino is one of my absolute favorite film directors that has ever existed. Uh, and uh, anyway, Brad Pitt's circling this role in his Tarantino, in Tarantino's film called The Movie Critic. They worked on Inglourious Bastard together, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is one of the most brilliant movies ever. It was so great. So it looks like it's gonna be it's gonna be called The Movie Critic, his tenth and apparently final film. He's always said he was going to do ten. I mean, he's had his whole career mapped out. I watched, uh, I remember when he was out promoting Death Proof, which is my favorite chick flick. He was out uh, promoting Death Proof, and uh, he was saying that, you know, he has, you know, a timeline. He wants to do, you know, this many films, and he doesn't want to do more than that. And, and he, I think he's going to stick to it, but this should be pretty good. So Brad Pitt's attached to it. I think that Brad Pitt does well in Tarantino films. Uh, let's see. Musla is seeking Tesla shareholder votes on moving incorporation to Texas. I started seeing this yesterday. So they said they're they're holding their share. They held their shareholder vote. Uh, They want to move uh, to Texas from Delaware. I didn't know they were incorporated in Delaware. I didn't know that. Huh? So they're moving to Texas. Look, I learned stuff from my headlines. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store. Don't go anywhere. As we move, our partners over at Hillsdale College, an actual educational institution, and they're there to make sure people learn. Still, thank heavens. This, if you've never been there. Uh, Hillsdale is a small Christian classical liberal arts college. It's in Southern Michigan. And they have been uh, really trying to focus on this crisis in American education, a national crisis. People are just not taught about our American heritage or, for instance, the difference between natural or civil rights. So they've been producing these 60 second radio spots called Constitution Minutes. They're short, clear lessons on the principles of liberty, and you can reserve your free pocket copy, uh, your free uh, uh, pocket constitution, a copy of that uh, when you go to Dana for for Hillsdale dot com and learn everything about just the founding of our country. They have the uh, the Constitution minutes. They have the pocket constitution. They also have deep dives on a lot of discussions, like the founding of the country, when the Declaration of Independence was drafted, so much. And they educate everyone, irrespective of any identity politics. It's only merit and character. To hear Constitution Minute, visit dana 4 F-O-R, Hillsdale.com And while you're there, reserve your free copy of your pocket Constitution, courtesy of Hillsdale. That's dana 4 F-O-R, Hillsdale.com
0: Looking for the drive-through version of the Dana Show? Check out the best highlights from every show and Dana's Absurd Truth podcast, posted daily from the Dana Show.
2: Uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were doing organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street: iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Uh, one of them that they are still seeking has ten charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on and. I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail.
1: Yeah. Oh. Because you go to jail in Florida, but you don't, if you're uh, in New York, you get a wrist slap and no bail. And then you're, you're free to walk out. You're free to leave. Isn't that nice? Did you, see that, did you see that jack wagon who put up two fingers? Yeah. The memes were interesting. This is when I wish I could take the memes and put them over the radio airwaves because the memes were hysterical. There was one of Joe Biden putting a medal around that dude's neck. Yeah. And they caught the other guy and they let him go too. So, I, I mean, there's no law and order. As I, I, I said this yesterday... And I, I brought this up again when I gave my speech last night because this this is the fi- none of these dudes are here legally. Five dudes, not a single one of these dudes are here legally. Not a single one. Every damn one of them got into the country illegally. Okay, what happens? You do something like that in Mexico?
2: If an American does it, or yeah, if you a Mex- got
1: five Americans. Let's say oh, yeah, five no- Americans illegally entered Mexico and beat yep. up a cop in Mexico yeah, City. They would
2: kick you out in a heartbeat. Or they may send you to the cartel, either way.
1: I mean, yeah, you'd probably, well, yeah, probably. I mean, it's either way, it's not going to end up well for you. It's not going to go good for you. It's going to end up horribly. Five suspects, arrested, charged, robbery, felony, assault, allowed to walk away. Allowed to just walk. And nothing's going to happen to them. Nothing's going to happen. All five, they were all, I think the oldest was, what, 24? Youngest was, was there's two 19-year-olds, and I think the oldest was 24. Refugees my ass They're not refugees Not even refugees I ain't gonna Oh man I don't even Don't even start Oh my gosh I just get so You know why I get so mad about this Because there are There are people out there Legitimately like You know Whistleblowers That are trying to Blow the whistle On the cartel Or people who are Trying to do other stuff That That are And and are actually Fighting for uh, Against oppression Of their people In their Country of origin and those people are targeted. And, you know, I, I, I briefly told you the story of a woman that I had met uh, and again, worked with like tequila sourcing and all this other stuff and, and was saying that when she was a child, her family had to seek legitimate asylum in the United States because her dad was in business, his brother inadvertently, uh, not on purpose. And I don't think he had a lot of free will to do it. Uh, they had their construction company used to help launder money for the cartel. And the dad was trying to get out of it, so they killed the dad because the dad wasn't going to go along with it. So they killed her dad. They shot up her house. Uh, they shot up her house. Then they blew up her house, blew up their cars, uh, all of that. She said she remembers seeing um, uh, bullet holes in her slide, her swing set, bullet holes in her swing set. Like they didn't care. And they had to literally flee in the cover of night. Uh, her, she, her, her mom, and two of her siblings. And, and then they ended up killing her uncle. Uh, to, to leave, to leave the country to, and, and seek asylum and try to get asylum into the United States. That's a legitimate asylum claim. These dudes, these are not, these are not refugees. They're not seeking anything. They're not, it's, so, it, it's so asinine. Republicans got to stop being afraid to talk about it the way it needs to be talked about. You want good people to come in the country. You do. I mean, we could sit here and have discussions about falling birth rates and all this other stuff that the right finds so uncomfortable because they don't know how to message it and they they get cowed by the left. But you want to be able to have good people come in the United States. I want more people like me who want to be left alone, don't want to have the government steal half their wealth, and they just want to live their lives, raise their kids, live a good life, you know, have some dogs, have some guns, you know, live the good life. That's what we want. I want those type of people. I don't want these dudes. But the way that they have the system set up, you're not getting the good kind of people. You're getting these dudes. And then you let them walk after they whoop up cops in, in New York City. Good grief. That's insane. Now, Eric Adams is like, I guess it's time to look into deportation. Dude, I was told that was racist. Kane, his he was told he was half racist. His white half was racist for thinking that, agreeing with that. See, I mean, you're... We were told that was racist and that we were, uh, what is it, betraying the spirit of whatever is on the Statue of Liberty, blah, 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 I don't even care. But that's what we were told, correct? Yeah. So is Eric Adams a giant big old racist now? Assume so. so. Meanwhile, don't look to the RNC for messaging. We're going to deep dive on this with Jennifer Van Laar coming up, but I got to get some of this out of my system now. Do you know they spent let's just compare. Let's just compare. They spent money on the most absurd things possible. Why is it that the people with the champagne taste and the beer budget, they spend money on the stupidest stuff? So case in point, they had uh, let's see here Oh, floral arrangements. This was just, I think, for one cycle, 70,328 dollars. Now, I get that flowers are expensive right now, but for real, that much? Now, compare that to how much they spend on get on the vote texting. Get out the vote texting, 86000 They spent over half a million on donor gifts. Quarter of a, Over a quarter of a million on office supply. What are you buying? Are you going to rifle company, paper rifle company, to buy your office supplies? Where are you going? Where are you buying your supplies at? The spending is stupid. They spent... Over $80,000 a month on management consulting. I, 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 don't even, I don't even know what to say to this. I don't even know what to say to this. They also spent, I mean, just the money that is being wasted. And this is, this is important because whenever you say, why doesn't, the, why doesn't the, I had somebody mention this to me last night, why doesn't the GOP run an ad on this? Well, this is why. Because they're broke. This is why. When you don't see ads on your TV, it's because of stuff like this. That's exactly it. I mean, I, it's, it's amazing to me that they have been allowed to get away with this this long, and it's amazing that people just I, I can't believe this isn't a bigger issue. I mean, I honestly, I don't know what, what they're, I don't know what we're going to do going into November. You're already seeing the, they're going to try to s- switch the polling. The polling, I think, in 2016, 2018, 2020, and 2022 was stupid and bunk because it predicted a bunch of stuff that didn't happen, right? Uh, Although I will say less so in uh, some of these last elections, less so in 2022, because then they decided to be a little bit more honest. But I think that they're trying to lull you into a sense of complacency so that you don't organize and you don't volunteer and you don't donate, because that's what it's going to take from everybody out there. I was trying to impress up on this. uh, This in my message last night. This is what it's going to take from everyone out there because you can't expect these groups. They, can't, I mean, good grief, they're spending all their money on florist arrangements. They, they don't have time for this. They don't have time to go out and do what needs to be done. That means you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to pick up the slack. And it's that important of an election where you can't say no. That important of an election. And so we're going to, we're going to talk to Jennifer about that because I don't even want to see like the latest quarter. I don't even want to see that. Uh, a couple of other things. So we were to, we were getting into some of the culture stuff. We got some of the Bidenomics. We got some jobs jobs data in. Why were they trying to act like it was good news, Kane? I'm really on the struggle bus with this. I feel like there was an organized effort on social media to make to act like this was so great. The economy. Look how much better it's doing. According to what measure? Are they not? I don't think they're. The hiring was the lowest for the month on record why are they trying to act like oh we got some jobs
2: also i encourage people to look at the breakdown of these jobs because they count government jobs as jobs created and for me that is a lie and a complete misleading of what's happening in in our free market
1: wasn't there and wasn't there more there were more public jobs created than private yes
2: So more people taking from the tax base than contributing to the tax base? Yes, that is correct.
1: And we also had, uh, I mean, layoffs surged. And then we also had, and this was uh, Wall Street Journal, companies had announced the highest level of job cuts last month since early 23. I, I don't understand how they're trumpeting this as a huge success story because... All the headlines that I, so when I wake up in the morning, I look and I try, I see what's trending and I go back and I kind of look at what I have slated. I usually try to slate the show the night before and then I go and look in the morning and see what's changed for the things that I have slated and because we knew that these numbers were coming out I'm like, oh, we're going to have to talk about jobs numbers and I just left it blank. I'm like, I'm not going to, because I know, I knew what was coming and then I go and I look at the headlines. Um, what did they say? Oh, uh. Uh, outsized job uh, Outsized job growth uh, Blah, blah, blah All the headlines were, were celebrating uh, Major growth for Bidenomics uh, uh, Bidenomics makes a comeback um, all, Like we never went It never actually had a Like a heartbeat I don't know what they're talking about And All of those headlines were what was being pushed And there was an organized effort on social media To really push that out there too So that was what was trending So if you looked on Facebook, if you looked on X, wherever, TikTok, that anything related to jobs trending were all of these headlines. They all had the same info. They all had, they all had the same talking points. They're trying to convince you that you're not broke. I mean, sure, you're, you know, can't barely afford the roof over your head and you're probably eating bugs, but hey, you're not broke. Yeah, strong economy, but it's not a strong economy. I mean, you know that you can feel it, but there's there's a, a an economic surge all right it's not what they're saying it is right
2: and another good point was made by Stephen moore in cut 13 we do have time yeah. to play it yes let's listen uh, Juan, if you want to play cut 13 this is his explanation too as to maybe why you were seeing maybe uh, some more jobs numbers ticking upwards.
1: yeah this is a
4: this is an important thing i haven't i didn't see the numbers for this recent report because I haven't been able to look through the report, but I've looked through the last three or four. And what you're seeing is that there's a been a big, big leap. Remember, we talked about this last month of multiple job holders, people who have to work two or three jobs just to maintain their uh, their living standards. So that's that's a tough thing for people. When-
1: so they're trying to say, oh, my gosh, look, you got you. Oh, you, look at all the jobs created. Yeah. But it's like my third job.
2: Three low paying jobs. Yay, yeah. But
1: it's jobs created. And that's all they tell you. And they don't put it into context. They don't, they don't tell you, oh, that's, yes, three low-paying jobs because there's not enough to support a higher-paying position. Yes. And these are supposed to be successes. This is, Republicans should be hammered. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to pull my hair out if I have to say that one more time. You
2: know what? They'll probably adjust these numbers down in about 25 to 30 days from now.
1: Oh, you know they will. It's going to be a... Where's the where's the GOP messaging on this? I swear I need to need to stick my boot up these people's backside. They should be all over this. I mean, you should have they should have memes ready to go. They but they don't. They don't have anything. Okay, we're gonna I'm gonna get mad here. And I don't my voice won't hold up if I start getting super loud and sassy. So we don't want that. Right? We don't want that. We I sound I still sound like chill, but tough, right? We don't, I don't wanna, I'm don't want I going to get myself all worked up later When Jen's run, running down these numbers for us And heaven help us all As we move our partners at Help Bring You Free Radio It's our friends over at Wise Foods I mean, I don't know You don't know what's going to happen All I know is this When emergencies strike The last thing that I want to worry about Or ask about Is where my next meal is coming from And that's where Wise Food Storage comes in When you visit wisefoodstorage.com and type in Dana in the search bar, you're going to get access to all these exclusive deals like their, uh, on their best-selling products, like their 72-hour food kit. Buy one, get one. $100 value for 50 bucks. It includes two boxes, 12 pouches, a premium survival food, 11,100 total calories in each kit. And it's all made with high-quality U.S. ingredients. Freeze-dried, dehydrated, easy to prepare, just add water, 25-year shelf life as well. Also, the Heirloom Seed Vault. Uh, 39 variety of seeds. Non-hybrid, not gmo uh, open-pollinated Heirloom varieties. Each kit has more than 4,500 seeds in it, and it has a 10-year shelf life. Order yours today at WiseFoodStorage.com. Type Dana in the search bar to access those exclusive deals like the buy one, get one free on the 72-hour food kit. That's WiseFoodStorage.com, code Dana. Type Dana in the search bar. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
6: Like, are you a fist pumper, a woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
0: 18+. Don't let FOMO get the best of you. Stay in the loop and ahead of the curve by following Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of the United States.
4: Atmosphere is a wonderful thing, and we can create our own and the weather it brings. It brings hope for the future and so much more. Maybe some Punxsutawney Phil write-in votes in 2024 but what this weather did not provide is a shadow or reason to hide
2: glad tidings on this groundhog day and early spring is on the way
1: did they drug that rat because he was real chill in that guy's arms that's that tree rat, Punxsutawney Phil. I like him. I like all those animals. He looks cuddly, doesn't he?
2: You say tree rat, but he's literally a ground hog.
1: Whatever. Yeah. It, he, okay, a ground rat. Whatever. It's like a type of rat. I look. I like him because he's fat and he's snuggleable. Yeah. and he's chill. Yeah, he looks chill because they. You know why? Because he learned. They learned their lesson. They saw De Blasio murk that one. He yeah. he yeeted that thing right on the concrete, and the they were like, <laughs> "You see what happens?" So he. Do you know where this? Do you know where this rat lives? A hole?
2: Not well, a it's hole?
1: not just any hole. Oh, yeah. It's what? called Gobbler's Knob.
2: Oh.
1: Do you know that? Yeah, Steve probably knew it. You know, do you, he, Steve. Well, Steve's on the East Coast, so he knows all the weird East Coast stuff. Y'all got weird stuff out there. You got a rat that comes out and at the knob, and what is he? If he what ta- drops a deuce on the shady side of the tree, <laughs> it's winter for five more weeks or something. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> or if,
3: well, that's in Yenzer yeah. that's in Yinzer country out there. that's where my uncle lives out in Johnstown, but Yinzer
1: country yeah. I love it. I love it but and then how it goes or wait, wait, wait is if they it, and you know what happens, it's only magical if they wear the top hats. he's just a regular rat, but they gotta put the top hats on because science top hats make everything fancy, you know if you just have like you know umbros, wife beater dirty flip flops that's basic. you put a top hat with that. You're styling. That's it's fancy.
2: What John Fetterman does?
1: I no. I give him a pass. I'm giving That's what him I'm a. Saying. I know. I'm giving. I'm it's not going to make fun of John Fetterman as long as he keeps doing like nice stuff. A
2: tuxedo hoodie is fire.
1: I'll give it. I'll, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like you know, he's casual, but he's also here to be formal. You know. So Punxsutawney Phil. What did he do? He saw. So it's an early spring.
2: Yeah, he didn't see a shadow, right? He and if he were,
1: if it. he was to see it,
2: then we'd have six weeks of
1: winter. I want to know what high as all get out pilgrim came up with this. Like who sits there and goes, Look at that rat coming out?
2: What are you, science questioner now? Yeah. Are you question or Yeah. If you
1: see if it sees its shadow, it's like it sounds like a drunk bet. If it if it sees its shadow, we're gonna have winner. I'll take you up on that.
2: I'll take it out. (laughs) I bet you that's exactly how it got started.
1: I mean, some of the best traditions in the country got started like that.
2: Bet you two pints he won't see a shadow. Yeah,
1: bet you two pints he's not going to see a shadow. Well, he just defecated on the south side of the tree, so it looks like there's going to be spring. There it is. So I, I want a groundhog. Can you have them as pets? Is that possible? I'm curious. I'm legitimately curious about this. We have a whole other hour on the way while I ponder the groundhog situation. Stick with us. As we move, our partners, Black Rifle Coffee Company, a veteran-owned, veteran-operated company, and they make the best coffee that is out there, and they do a lot for first responder and veteran uh, causes, too. And unlike some of these other cats out there, they don't act, They don't, you know, just import roasted beans in, white label them, and light everybody and act like they did it themselves. They actually roast their stuff uh, six days a week, right? Five or six days a week out of Tennessee and Utah. And uh, if you don't want to settle for bland, overpriced, overroasted, mediocre coffee, you can get the high-quality Black Rifle coffee roasted right here in the U.S. of A, delivered right to your door with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. When you become a member, you get 30% off your first subscription order using code DANA. Choose your blend, your favorite brew, uh, pick your quantity, how often you want to have it delivered right to your doorstep. You pick your delivery schedule, you're done. And you can also find all kinds of stuff. Uh, In addition to, you know, the roast that you choose from, the AK-47 espresso, the uh, thin blue line medium roast, silencer smooth, whatever your jam is. You can also find grinders, mugs, kettles, everything you need for that perfect brew, all at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. So visit today, join the Black Rifle Coffee Club, get 30% off your first month using code Dana. Save money on high quality coffee roasted right here in the U.S. of A. It's BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana.
0: checking out the woman says oh he's just walking out He didn't pay for that i said well why are you stopping him? she goes oh the governor I swear to god true story on my mom's grade. the governor lowered the threshold there's no there's no there's no accountability there's no i said that's just not true and she, i she got i said we have the 10th toughest 950 the 10th toughest in america she did not even know what i was talking about by the way it's the 10th toughest in america look it up no one gives a damn about right. that and I said, it's just not true. They're still stopped. stop. They said, well, we don't stop them because of the governor." and then she goes, she looks at me twice and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? Are you blaming the governor? And it was, you know, $380 later. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out.
1: Wow. He sounds like a true statesman, doesn't he? That's Gavin Newsom. He's a he's just a total. He so he they, he gets blamed for a shoplifting incident, and he gets mad, and he's like, "I didn't do this." I didn't, but do you kind of did, though, dude. I mean, he, he, that was. I, I mean, what he's he's I, he was surprised when the employees didn't intervene because there's no why. What's the purpose of them? Nothing's gonna happen to the guy. Welcome back to the, the program. Dana Lash here with you. Top of the second hour. And uh, that was California Governor Gavin Newsom. You could see his video. He was like on a Zoom call. If you were watching the simulcast of the radio program, which you can watch Channel 347 Direct TV. Uh, you can also listen to the radio program across the country. Yes, I'm, I'm on the men from the plague. I'm doing a lot better. But it's thank you for your kind wishes. And everyone's like telling me. I, I did not realize. Can I just say sidebar real quick? Y'all have so many different recipes for chicken noodle soup. What is happening? Oh, my gosh. I've got like 50. I didn't know it was such a contested thing. I feel like putting everyone in a cage and having everyone fight it out to see whose chicken noodle soup is the best. We're just about at that point. All right. So that was Gavin Newsom saying he was he was at a target, you know, and and there was a shoplifting incident and he got blamed to his face. And the, the worker didn't recognize him. Do you, do you get the impression that he was mad that he wasn't recognized? <laughs> I told That was the first thing I thought. I was like, bro's mad that he didn't get recognized. Huh. Look at that. And he's, he says, she said, the, the governor lowered the threshold. There's no accountability. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Because you did that. And He's like, how are you blaming the governor? Yeah, you get to walk right out. I mean, he is literally the problem. He's been in, I mean, when he was mayor of San Francisco, he was pushing this stuff. I mean, good grief. They've lowered so, I mean, they've lowered the, uh, uh, so what, so many felonies to, to reduce them to misdemeanors. And he's like, oh, someone steals a target with no consequences. That's the manager's, manager's problem. I mean, so you literally, you, you, you they were part of this. They
2: increased the amount. Of theft. Like it used to be around five hundred. Now it's up near a thousand dollars. It's like
1: eight hundred and sixty something dollars. Before that you they can will steal. prosecute. Yeah. yeah. So please. And you just get a wrist slap. You just it's a misdemeanor offense. It's a misdemeanor. It used to be uh greater than that and, and it was uh I mean you could get charged over it and now they don't they don't do that anymore. And they've and so yeah, you're don't you realize, I mean, you can go and steal $500, 800 dollars worth of stuff and walk right out, and nothing's gonna happen to you. I mean, that's not I, that's 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 why one of the reasons why you're seeing what you see, like all these stores getting ransacked and everything else. I mean, that's not, you know, in these and you're expecting these employees and probably he was talking to a part time employee. Are are they is he like expecting these employees to intervene and stop and maybe put themselves in harm's way over something that the system isn't even going to enforce and follow up on? Like he was mad that they didn't intervene and engage. But yet, his policies and the policies that he pushed, not just when he was mayor of San Francisco, but when he was attorney general of the state of California, he absolutely promoted and campaigned on these things. And he expects them to put their safety and their physical selves in the way, on the line, to enforce something that they're not even going to press charges on. Why the hell would you? I mean, golly, is that not? The epitome of privilege. This trust fund baby, and that's what he is. Gavin Newsom is a Nepo baby. I'm going to get tired of these Nepo babies. He's a trust fund kid. Uh, it's the uh, Newsoms, the Pelosi's, the Hearsts, and the Gettys that run California, particularly San Francisco. Remember back, and this kind of makes sense. This will enlighten you to how he can have this perspective with a straight face. The, uh, when was this? This was um, two years ago. Let me look this up. I'm going to make sure I got this right. This was uh, two years ago. And there was this is when I think everything was still maybe three years ago. And it was uh, no, sorry, 2020, November 2021. So this is when everything was still kind of locked down, especially in San Francisco. And so they're one of the Getty's and it was one of the billionaire daughters of the Getty family. Uh, They ended up and this is when everyone else had you were you had to wear masks in California and we had friends who lived in L.A. and San Francisco at this time. And my friend, who used to be a Democrat, now uh, she's uh, a moderate, uh, but she was in San Francisco. This was like it because she got in trouble for going to a park with her two-year-old son and she didn't have a face mask on. And she literally someone literally said something to her uh, and they had to put a, she had to put a face mask on at a park outside. San Francisco. I'm not even making this up. So anyway, keep that in mind. So it was, in San, it was at San Francisco City Hall, and it was this huge Beaux-Arts building, right? This huge rotunda, very nice setting. And uh, it was Ivy Getty. She's this very rich member of the Getty family. She, they flew John Galliano in, who was this designer who used to work with Alexander McQueen and all of this stuff. He's, he went away for a little bit because he got uh, drunk and went on an anti-Semitic tirade at a cafe, and it was captured on video. And then so he kind of had like this fall from grace. And he's been away for a decade. Now he's coming back. And uh, so he, cut, he did her gown and all her bridesmaids dresses. And they uh, took photos of it. You're all sitting at home, right? You can't go nowhere. You're all sitting at home because it's locked down. Your businesses are closed down. You got to wear diapers on your face when you go out. But they're flying in John Galliano to do her dress and all this. And uh, they had everybody at this, at this wedding. They had everybody at this wedding. And, in, and some of the people at this wedding included, it was all the, the circle that they run in. So they you, Gavin Newsom and his wife were there. Uh, other Newsom family members were there. Uh, they had uh, the Pelosi's were there. Um, I mean, all of them, because they all know each other and they all kind of grew up together. And every, everything else was locked down. And they had all of these people sitting in this rotunda. And they did not have face masks on. None of them. I mean, none of them had face masks on. They had a huge event the night before and they, uh, all party. Nobody had face masks on again. You still couldn't eat out in a restaurant, but whatever. And then, uh, the next day they had the big wedding and then the big party. And, uh, then it just, and, and again, no face masks, everything else. And Newsom was, at, he was at all of these events because he's pictured at all of these events with his wife. I mean, he was like right in one of the front rows or in the front, at least at this wedding. That all happened when you all had to have your kids do remote learning, when everyone, businesses were shutting down, things were closed, you couldn't do, you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't fly anywhere, you couldn't do nothing. They did that. So just understand the perspective that this dude has. And that event, by the way, that he went to, that came after the French laundry thing. Remember, that was right after things locked down and he was pictured without a mask at French laundry. So he's done this repeatedly. So that's the perspective he has. He has grown up with a silver spoon in his mouth and he's never had to ask for anything. He's been bankrolled by his family. He's a nepo baby. And he's got the benefit of coming from two wealthy families and they know all these other wealthy families and they get to do whatever they want. And there's there's no question, no nothing about it. And so that's uh, it gives you a little insight how he expects. You know, minimum wage or part time workers at Target due to his policies, they have to allow shoplifters to walk. And he's outraged that they didn't put themselves in harm's way and do what he could have done easily. With policy Does that give you some insight into this guy Why in the hell would anybody consider How do democrats claim to be on the side Of the blue collar dude and support somebody like this I mean how in the world He is everything that is wrong With excess And it is everything We did not want an aristocracy in the United States They have tried to make one It is some aristocratic BS Why would anybody want this dude I had a question last night from uh, somebody who was like, oh, I think it's going to be Michelle Obama. I think she's going to run. She's not going to run. First off, she's missed the filing deadline in a number of states. It's not going to happen. But secondly, she doesn't want to do the work. And thirdly, it's Newsom. It's Newsom's turn. Andrew Cuomo was going to be the guy that they were going to run. But remember with the uh, nursing home, the deaths with the coronavirus and all of that, that he you know, helped cause that you know, pretty much ended, that, uh, ended his political dreams. That was it. And so now Newsom is their fallback guy because it was going to be Cuomo Newsom. Now Newsom is their fallback guy. They don't have anybody after Newsom. I asked a room full of people last night. I said, can any, who can name me besides Gavin Newsom? Name me the next in line for the Democrat Party. And, every, and these were smart, like successful business people, you know, activists, and they all looked at each other and they literally didn't know. They were like, wow, we've never actually, we don't know. Nobody. I, and I even threw out, well, what about Big Gretch? You know, that female Paul Bunyan up in Michigan, what about her? That's right. And, and that's not, you know, I just threw that out as like a help. But think, Kane, you can't think anybody either, can you? there's nobody it's it's you can't kane no. can't, can't, can't think anybody no
2: no but i mean i've i've had that michelle obama theory for a while yeah. and i mean democrats have only proven they'll change the rules to accommodate whatever it is they want to do as they lead an, into an election or a committee whatever it is they've already well, they did. They changed yeah. the
1: bylaws in case they need somebody Absolutely. to step up
2: so they've proven they'll do it so uh, it's it's all speculative up to this you know up to november because they they can change the rules to accommodate whatever it is they decide.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's something else. It is absolutely something else. So I I I, I they really started hurting themselves after um, who was it? Uh, I was trying to think of the uh, the people who were pioneering Barack Obama's digital strategy because when he ran in two thousand and eight, he re- he was like he took Howard Dean's online fundraising apparatus and built on it. And when he left the White House, they basically took all that with them and they kind of left Democrats high and dry and they sucked up all the resources that normally would be used for promoting and, and, and grooming the next generation of young guns, you know, Democrat leaders. He wanted to protect his legacy. So they didn't do that. So they really, you know, shot themselves in the foot here. They, they don't have anything else. So it's interesting. Very interesting.
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5.
1: All right here. So, first up... Oh, gosh. Before you... Why is this a Spotify tattoo? Why are people doing this? If you get a Spotify tattoo, artists say you need to know the risks. Uh, what? I didn't even know a Spotify tattoo was a thing, but apparently yeah. it is. QR it's, codes, too. Oh, my gosh. What is up? It's only a matter of time before somebody starts, like, tattooing their OnlyFans QR code on their skin. I'm like, I just gave somebody an idea. I don't know what's happening. Uh, So anyway, apparently every piece of content on Spotify has blah, 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 soundbars, Spotify code. And if you tattoo it on your arm, you can scan it and it plays the content. And so people have that on there. But they say that um, it's like a party trick, but you 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 don't, you know, now you you just it's I don't know. I just feel like Spotify is not going to be around for forever. Right? Like
2: a tattoo would.
1: Yeah, like a tattoo would. And then when you're you know seventy years old you have to explain to your kid who's your grandchild how the service that doesn't exist anymore, how this works. All right, so apparently they why are they going after well, hang on pull this story up, hang on. Everything's slow for a moment. And your girl's about to choke to death. Okay, so this headline is garbage. It says contaminated raw milk sold in several Pennsylvania counties prompting warnings. Okay, I have no problem with with raw food. If you know what you're if you know what you're purchasing, then why you should be able to purchase it why is this such a huge deal I mean and it's actually raw milk is good for you um, it, all this pasteurization and the homogenization and all this stuff I remember Rawsome out in California that's like a it was like a Costco for raw food like it was like a members only thing and so uh, you knew that you were getting like raw pasteurized milk and they raided it and they were accusing them the feds like went in with full auto no joke they raided it and they went in and they were accusing them of uh, uh, selling raw milk and tricking people and all these people were like it's literally called Rossum a raw food store yeah. and we paid to purchase premium raw food. And it's
2: actually even worse than that. What they'll do is when they raid them, they'll they let all this stuff, no, they let this stuff sit out for hours before they take it to the lab to test. And then they're like, oh, look at how bad this stuff is that they're selling. It's like, no, you let this sit outside for five hours before you even took it to the lab. This is a BS headline.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, so a junior high principal is fired for stealing seven, half, cu- seven cups of coffee? Half, cup. half cups. of coffee. Fresh, what? Yeah. Oh, so it's in Japan. Oh, yeah, you can't be doing that. Oh, that's a big bad no-no. That's rude. They have different things, different ways of living over there. Uh, yeah, this guy, he went into the... He, he was supposed to pay 75, 110 yen, like, uh, equivalent of 75 cents uh, for a regular coffee, and apparently he didn't, and he stole it, so he got in trouble. Uh, and uh, a major taxidermied polar bear was stolen in a bizarre Canadian heist. I'm not saying it was me, but there would be signs. The public has been asked to keep an eye out for a giant 12-foot-tall stuffed polar bear north of Edmonton. So they, they're, still, they're still looking. They're trying to find out the, 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 the culprit. Jennifer Van Laar from Red State joins us next.
0: Whether you're a policy wonk, a news junkie, or simply someone hungry for insightful discourse, the Dana Show podcast has your back. Follow Dana on Apple's,
1: Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Bottom of this second hour, and you can listen coast to coast in a market near you. You can stream the radio show. You can watch the video portion, the simulcast, Channel 347, Direct TV, YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. We were talking about the mess that the RNC is in. And what is what is the GOP strategy going into the most important election cycle ever? They're broke in a number of different states. They're broke nationally. Their, their messaging is absent on some of the most important issues that voters are, like issues that voters are considering leaving the the Democrat party over. And they're MIA. Uh, Jennifer Van Laar over at Red State does such amazing work. She was the one who was warning you all, by the way, about Gavin Newsom. That was her. And she did this exclusive deep dive. So if you see this repurposed, it's her work. Uh, But she did this huge deep dive on how much the RNC has spent. And as usual, she just knocked it out of the park with us. This is going to make y'all mad Jennifer joins us now via Skype so good to see you this is a great piece and you always do such great work over at red state I mean you're one of the first people if you haven't written about it I am like I gotta wait to see what Jennifer writes about it first Uh, but this this is this is shocking I mean just from what I read and and I'm going to have you talk to everybody about this they spent like for instance more on floral arrangements than get out the vote texting where's their priorities at
5: Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking with all of that. And there's actually another forty five thousand dollars in floral that I did not put on there because it was for a fundraiser. So it was coded as fundraising expenses. So I didn't want to just, you know, slam them on that. But then they came back trying to claim I wasn't showing all of the DNC's floral. They're like, whatever. Do we need flowers? Period. Right. It's not a The the DNC is not the one that's broke. (laughs) Right. They're winning.
1: This is so Jennifer went through all of this, all of the finances. She looked at everything, uh, where all the spending was going, where the money was coming in from. How bad is it? Like, how much are they being outgunned financially by Democrats right now?
5: I mean, well, first of all, we they have a lot more cash on hand. They sent at least $10 million more to state parties. That's not even including all the things that the DNC paid for state parties for things like data services, subscriptions and things that directly go to get out the vote. There's another few million dollars there. So we're talking 13, $15 million at least that were being outspent just going to state parties. And then the DNC also spent like a million dollars on canvassing that just that the the national party did that our national party isn't doing. They're just sending out these contracts to connected people uh, really for things that aren't measurable for things like management consulting where you don't get like a data strategy thing, you might get a report, you might get something measurable, but they're giving out twenty fifteen dollars 15000 uh, type of a month contracts wow. on that.
1: Wow. Yeah. The consulting, I'm just looking at some of what, and Jennifer Van Lars piece is up at redstate.com. I'm just looking at some of the, I mean, along with, and I get it that, you know, that every party works with a lot of consultants, but what are they getting for it, though? I mean, they have a string of losses, you know, post-2016 we see states struggling. I mean, I'm, I was reading that they were getting uh, outmaneuvered with media buys by Democrats who were just buying up airtime and sitting on it because Republicans can't afford to do it right now, and they probably won't be able to afford to do it coming up. Uh, I mean, this is all these different, st- all the, the different consult. Is that unusual to have this many? It seems excessive. For,
5: man- for management consulting, I yes. Like, like you, I think that there is a place for consultants in in politics and in all business but it needs to be on things that are specialized things where people build up expertise and that you can't keep on staff because it's too expensive to keep that staff Uh so that but they're not doing it that way they're doing it just doling it out they also paid almost a hundred thousand dollars just in 13 months to the guy that's the treasurer for win red for management consulting
1: <laughs> that's yeah, that I love how vague they all because I agree, like they should have some sort of expertise that the campaign lacks. But it just kind of seems like that's like a free for all for everybody's friends and all of their groups. The office supply thing uh, mm. that you cited in July 2023, a study found you were looking at how much people spend on office supplies. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they said you, you said an office supply expenditure of eighty six thousand. That's kind of in line with industry standards. That's not what the RNC did, though.
5: No, they did three hundred thousand and they're trying to say, well, that includes all these other categories of, you know, office office equipment or things like that. But the that number that I quoted should should cover break room stuff. It should cover janitorial. It should cover all these things. And they even have a separate janitorial expense. They spent sixty thousand dollars on break room supplies. What? Where are they getting Instacart. them at? Oh my gosh. Instacart. Well, when you get Instacart sent to the office all the time then yeah. it adds
1: up. Oh my word. Some of this other, some of the the other, uh, you, the RNC Youth Advisory Committee co-chair uh, got paid 26 something thousand dollars. Uh, I just, I mean, it's it reads like a free-for-all. It reads like a blank check and they're just giving all this donor money to, I I, I mean, I don't, I'm just shocked by this. I'm shocked at how bad it is.
5: I am too. And I, I was getting more shocked as I worked on it over two a two month period. And by the end, I was asking some coworkers, Am I crazy? Is that? Is it just that I'm in the middle of all this and I think it's terrible and it's really not? And they looked at it, No, Jen, it, it's really terrible. And these amounts like that, the twenty six thousand, that's a thirty five, thirty seven hundred dollar a month contract to a twenty year old.
1: Wow, wow. I mean. I look, I think the youth is important. I'm not going to get all Whitney Houston about it. You know, children are future, whatever. But at the same time, I'm just like, you need to bring something to the table if you're going to be lecturing voters about their taxes and, how, you know, how they're going to be spending their Social Security and retirement and all this other stuff. That seems that seems excessive. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm right. just shocked by all this. I mean, you get into the liquor, the beverages, the coffee. What was the thing that shocked you the most when you were digging through this and all the things that you uncovered?
5: I think part of it was one thing i didn't even really report because it was just there's so much was they spent a hundred and ten thousand dollars in restaurants around washington dc and oh, wow. 13 months and build it to catering for fundraisers wow <laughs> and that's so that's two transactions a day averaging 185 dollars each so when you look at it like that you're going how how can all of this possibly be legitimate? And $270,000 to a company called Savoya, which is an executive car company that you can get monthly contracts. They're saying that they didn't rent any limos with that. None. None at all. And I'm going, okay, well, show us your monthly statement with it that's itemized. Yeah. And we can see. But until then, I don't believe it.
1: Yeah. And I i mean, and Jennifer, for those who don't know, she's got screenshots and all the all the receipts on here. Now, when you came out with us, when you first published this story, the reaction from the RNC was pretty hostile. What happened?
5: Well, first, before I even published it, they kept me uh, from publishing for 24 hours by sending me on just wild goose chases of what they were trying to justify. And once I realized that it was a delay tactic, I just said, okay, I'll I'll incorporate some of what you told me and I'll just put the facts and let the facts go where they go. So then they sent out a a debunking email, allegedly, to the 168, uh, calling me dishonest and biased and all that kind of thing. And and they had remade my chart to how they thought it should be. But they took out the limos and they took out the uh, get out the vote texting because that doesn't make it look good for them. And then the the comms director went after me on Twitter last night. So they've been pretty extremely hostile and defamatory, actually.
1: Wow. Uh, That's I mean, for an organization that has trouble with messaging and has trouble with finances, that seems like the wrong move to make uh, because Jennifer not going to back down. She's not going to change her reporting on this. I mean, they instead they should be apologizing. They should be apologizing for being poor stewards of donor money. I mean, are they and, and we and they wonder why so few people are donating to the RNC anymore.
5: Right. They should be apologizing to all the donors, to all of the candidates that they're failing, to all of the grassroots organizations that need that infrastructure and leadership from someone. I mean, if they were spending a little bit of money on leadership consulting that was legitimate, maybe I could be behind that. Yeah. But clearly they're not.
1: I mean, the get out the vote texting efforts and a lot of the canvassing. That thing is is really terrifying. I just remember back in 2012, when they had the big technical fail with getting out the vote for Romney the day of, they didn't test any of their infrastructure. And it was just a giant disaster. I don't know how many votes that cost. It was a huge disaster. And it looks like they're trying to seed the ground to do it again. And it's not just the national party too, state by state parties. There are several uh, that, are, that are near bankruptcy if they're not bankrupt already, or they have 90 bucks in the bank account. This, this is a, a, a huge systemic problem Uh, clearly throughout the entire party how if they keep on this track what do you foresee for November
5: I mean actually if if Biden is so terrible Trump could still get a win Uh, but my the the problem with that is that then someone like Ron is going to take credit for it and they're going to take that as a mandate to keep the same leadership in place And speaking of data, they say that data trust, the billion dollars that they sent there, that that should all be accounted as voter file maintenance, which there's no way that it is because data trust does a lot of other things. And I'm sure you like me, know a lot of people in grassroots that work with campaign sidekick and other things. And that data is not up to date in any way, or is it in a very usable form?
1: Wow. I mean, this is echoes of 2012 all over again. That's that's really frightening. This is such great work that you've done. Uh, you can find Jennifer's stuff over at redstate.com. And she's also on Twitter at Jen Van Laar, two A's. And I would suggest, or X now, I would suggest you go follow her on that. You've done great work. Keep it up. I mean, I know the RNC gets mad at you, but I mean, I, so many people would know this if you hadn't dug through it and reported the on it.
5: 168 wouldn't even know it. They don't even give the 168 this level.
1: Wow. But thank you. Wow. You do great work. And uh, thank you so much. And I can't wait to see what you come out with next. So thank you so much. Jennifer Van Laar at redstate.com. Yeah, this is we're and I put this out in your show prep. So you have the story, uh, her story that she wrote. But that's that's infuriating. That is so infuriating. Uh, I'll even uh,
2: drop it in the YouTube description. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll have it in the uh, we'll have it in the YouTube description as well.
2: It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida man.
1: I love I some of these headlines are just so funny. So this uh Florida man who is apparently a self-proclaimed bear trainer. Oh. Okay. okay. you're still alive, you're pretty good. Yeah, in Okaloosa County. Uh Apparently, he, the guy got in trouble because two Kodiak bear cubs escaped from an an inadequate enclosure on his property. ABC Channel 3 has the story. They said that two Kodiak cubs found their way to the Sunshine State via a, quote, self-proclaimed bear trainer. And, this, and uh, in Okaloosa County, Deputy Belial was the one who was called. This is his quote. He says, quote, when I rolled up on the scene and this guy's literally playing with him in the middle of the street, I'm like, okay, this is definitely an odd call. <laughs> He's like, I've been to bear calls before, but they're black bears. He goes, what piqued my interest with this one is when dispatch said the bears were in his truck. <laughs> he goes, because all of their, all of their car, calls I've responded to, they're in the trash or they're up a tree, but they're not like in a truck. And uh, I mean, the Kodiak bears, that's, a lar- that's the largest bear, right? In the world that's like the biggest bear and they're usually they're on Kodiak the uh, islands up there there archipelago up there uh, which is like many miles away from Florida and so the deputy said that uh yeah it was an inadequate exclo- uh, enclosure the guy got in trouble for that because they said that they were they were they said they could have been legally purchased and moved but it's really almost impossible to obtain the proper permits to do that and so uh they're they're still investigating but yeah that was That's pretty wild. Uh, Almost as wild. Oh, no, I'm going to get to I'm going to save this one for last. I'm going to save this one for last. Uh, There's also this uh, a Florida man who was uh, sentenced for an alarming series of crimes committed days after he was released from prison. Well, the giant neck tat definitely didn't give anything away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Central Florida man. He was sentenced yesterday. Wednesday, Marion County uh, jury convicted 45 year old Rocco Gillanese for a whole list of charges. Uh, oh boy! So they was a paddock mall a robbery. Uh, apparently, he robbed a J.C. uh four hundred fifty something dollars worth. Some of it's sad, like he stole baby clothes and shoes. That's kind of sad. That makes me sad. Right. But then he also did some other stuff though. That's not sad at all. It's creepy. He ran up to some people's van in the parking lot and said, "Driver, I'll shoot you." So yeah, uh, and he had his arms full of merchandise, and he's you know he apparently ran up to a number of different cars and said that. And then at one point he got into one car. The victim in the front passenger seat turned around, pushed him halfway out of the van. Apparently, uh, he, he tried to carjack a minivan. The driver stomped on the gas, sped off, causing the suspect to fall out and roll under the pavement. Oh my gosh, this was crazy. And then he gets up and then he tries to rob another car. I mean, all like he like tried to rob like a whole handful of people in the matter of like five minutes, threatening to shoot everyone in the parking lot with his arms full of JCPenney Penny onesies. I, and shoes. I, this is weird. So uh, he got a sentence, a uh, life sentence for his crimes because he's already had a huge record and his uh, status as a, a repeat of, a, a prison release reoffender. So he faced minimum mandatory, which included potentially life in prison, which is what they got. So, I mean, it sounds like that's where he needs to go. It's he sounds totally lawless. Imagine driving down the road and you just happen to see a dude wrestling a python in the middle of the highway. You're in Florida. A Florida man was hunting for invasive Burmese pythons in the big Cyprus National Reserve. He came across and captured the longest example of the species ever caught. All I'm going to say is this python can wrap itself around this dude easily. Right. Like three times. Yeah, it is terrifying. But he's like an actual python hunter because they're invasive species and they're, they're bad in, to the ecosystem there. And uh, they, they have no natural predators. So they have a major python, like a big python problem. And so he uh, it was a 20 foot long Burmese python and it has the head the size of a dog. And as it wrapped around him because he was wrestling with it, it legit unhinged its jaw because it was it was preparing to strike to, to swallow him. I mean, he beat it, but oh, my gosh. I don't like anything that can do that with its jaw. That's terrifying. But it's all on video. I can't. I no! I don't have a problem with snakes. I do have a problem when giant snakes unhinge their jaws like they're going to swallow someone on video for my eyes to see. Because there's no backspace key. I don't like that. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, a very successful python hunter apparently. So yeah, I'm not 20 foot long. He's 22. This dude's 22. Jake Willary, 22 years old. I bet he was tired. I mean, this thing is, it's like all muscle. It's crazy. All right. We have our third hour on the way. And coming up, we have all of the latest with the immigration battle. And we also have, oh, we're going to get into some, some of the 2024, the Iranian issues, all that. So stick with us. we got more in store. Get them all and send them back. You don't, we don't touch our police officers. We don't touch anybody. Thank you, everybody. You know, I, that's Kathy Hochul, who's governor of New York, and I would, I would believe her, uh, her apparent—I uh, don't know—loyalty uh, to police or to law and order. Had she, I don't know, practiced it or supported it in the first place? Welcome. Back to the program, Dana Lash here with you. Top of this third hour on this Friday. You can listen coast to coast, all kinds of good stuff. So the the issue with these five, we were talking earlier last hour, the five individuals that were in the country illegally attacked on video, uh, police, and then get to walk. They attack officers and walk. They've, they've been identified. That's, you know, sanctuary cities. And then they smiled and they showed up and threw up middle fingers on camera as they showed up. No, because they know that there's no consequences. I mean, remember, that, that's their bail reform in New York. Bail reform is you can, you can actually engage in assault and walk. It's the wildest thing. But that's what you can do. You can do that. You can engage in assault and you can walk. And now she's saying, now Hochul is saying, oh, it's... it's we would deport everyone. Well, that's not what she was saying, you know, when she was running for office. That wasn't what she was saying when she was promoting New York as like a sanctuary state. I mean, she's you can't retcon history. I mean, that's the whole thing. Now she's seen the light, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you—you, you, I'm happy that she's kind of seen reality, but it's sad that it took somebody getting beat up on camera for that to happen, right? And that's and now she wants to end what is it the right to shelter law it was something that she was pushing last fall because they have a New York city's right to shelter and uh, the whole point was that if uh, people experiencing difficulties you basically you, you could you could find shelter in the city and the, the city was you know going to uh, was was going to help shelter you and now they're saying oh well that that right to shelter role, uh, now it's, they're taking advantage of it. Wow, you mean when you extended an entitlement like that, that people took advantage? I'm so shocked. That's never happened before in the history of government entitlements, Kane. I'm so shocked about that. So unique. Yeah, so, so unique. Well, she, I mean, she, if she wants them deported, she has the ability to, I mean, can't she do it? Can't she just pull, try to do what Abbott does? I mean, she could do it. How serious are you? If she was really serious about this, she would probably would stand with Texas. She would be one of the only Democrat governors and they could stand with Texas, but she hasn't done that. So, again, I question how serious she is about all of this because she can't even do that much. She can't even bring herself to to directly criticize the administration whose policies have contributed to all of this. I mean, that's the, it should be. And, and I don't think a lot of Democrats would would blame her for saying it. But yet, you know, she approved the temporary jobs for illegal immigrants. That's the other thing. She's not serious about any of this. It's all for show. Her administration, this was, last, this was just like, what, a couple of days ago. They approved temporary government jobs for illegal immigrants. People who sent, people who entered the country illegally. She said the Civil Service Commission, well, it was the Civil Service Commission that voted to approve her measure. And they said they had 10,000. She gave a speech. She said there's 10,000 openings in the New York state workforce. And so they said that she wanted to give options to people and uh, work authorization. She she it was looking at, I mean, these are thousands of jobs. Okay. So uh, those are her priorities. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand. She's not consistent on this. She's not consistent at all. And then they had the, after they had approved that, I mean, do one of the jobs that, that, and I'm looking at this, sorry, this piece, that's uh, newyork1.com. One of the jobs, apparently, it, it was an administrative position. And I'm trying to figure out uh, how you could have people working like a clerical position. And it says in this, as it's reported here in, in ny1.com, that you don't, English isn't required to fill it. How, Kane? that's a clerical job in the state administration. How?
2: I was told that we needed people to pick fruit and stuff, though. I mean, that's what I was told. That's what
1: Nadler said. You're right. And Pelosi.
2: So, somebody's not telling the truth here.
1: This does not sound like picking fruit. No. I mean, I'm all for qualified people taking qualified jobs. I don't want more government jobs. But I just think when you're, how long have you had, they've had, wait a minute, they've had 10,000 job openings in New York and they haven't been able to fill them this entire time and that wasn't a concern. And all of a sudden now, I thought they were just broke because all these illegal immigrants were coming in. Now they have taxpayer dollars to pay for 10,000 openings that they could put illegal entrants in. Sus, bro. I'm made of questions right now. So it sounds like she doesn't want to deport them. It sounds like she wants a publicly paid workforce that she got to come into the country illegally. I guess that's what it sounds like to me. You know, I'm just saying. I I, I got some questions with us, and I did not know that I, w- there's no New Yorkers. There there aren't any New Yorkers that could fill that job. I've just, I've got a lot of questions here. None of this makes sense. So I can't take her seriously. I love how they they were putting it as it's part of a new effort to inject new blood or part of an effort to inject new blood into a shrinking state workforce. Maybe the workforce in the state needs to shrink, especially when you've had all these people leaving the state. Sounds like you don't need that many people working in state government because you've lost a lot of your population for a reason. Golly. They also have a resettlement program for people who entered illegally. So they move people in and around and outside the five boroughs and they have almost 400 that have been approved and are waiting for, waiting placement. And they could send it to Eric Adams' house, Kathy Hochul's house, and they could house people there. I mean, this, so you can come in illegally, you can beat up cops in New York, and you can get a government job. Taxpayer funded. That apparently we didn't know there was a huge issue at filling until suddenly just now. Fascinating, just fascinating. And that's, that's, I, I, I don't know. I, this is crazy. They say, oh, yes, it's, it's, we need these positions filled. No New Yorkers could do it.
2: <sighs> New Yorkers are upset at all the real estate that's being commandeered by the government yeah. to house these people in, in places where citizens of New York can't even afford. Well, that's
1: it. part of their right to shelter thing that, that she's talking about getting rid of them. now. That's part of their whole right to, the, the right to shelter thing. I just, it's just, uh, I mean, uh, amazing. Now, the illegal crossings, this was a piece, let me pull this up, uh, that I had read last night. And it came, uh, a couple different sources here. Bill Malugin was one that I first saw this from. So the uh, force multipliers, like the razor wire and the shipping containers that are being used at some of the most crossed the most illegally crossed portions, uh, like in Eagle Pass, Texas, et cetera, uh, apparently those force multipliers are having an impact. So Bill Malugin reported that uh, uh, something has changed because just within the past you know, couple of weeks, the majority of illegal crossings has shifted from Eagle Pass to Arizona and California. So Border Patrol... For the last week of January, apprehended 32,809 illegal immigrants. 23,576 of them, which is almost 72%, were in Arizona and California. The numbers in Del Rio have dropped. And this is apparently coming from Border Patrol. This is uh, for Customs and Border Patrol. So they're, they're still coming in. You're, we're not seeing a reduced number of entry. They're moving. So the areas where the razor wire was uh, implemented, the uh, floating barriers in the Rio, the uh, shipping containers put up those as a force multiplier to deter crossing. Apparently, I mean, just going by some of this initial data, I think you could easily beg the question that it's having uh, an impact, but it's not stopping illegal immigration. It's simply moving it to an area that doesn't have any of these force multipliers. So now they're, 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 they're moving. So they're moving from the Del Rio sector and they're now going to uh, Arizona and, and parts of California. Now Mexico did, and this is one of the things that he noted, because Texas has really locked things down. Uh, Mexico f- had increased enforcement Against those who were looking to immigrate illegally inter illegally arriving in uh, one certain border state in Mexico and I I, they're they're trying to but they also have to kind of fight the cartels too To try to dissuade or stop illegal immigrants from boarding trains and doing all that stuff but I I don't know. I don't think that them any as Malugin didn't say this, but he doesn't seem pretty positive that the assistance from mexico is lasting at all but it's not it, and it's only happening in those two sectors so in eagle it's only happening really in del rio and the uh, in, in the the number of people who are trying to cross it so it's just moved to california and arizona so i don't i don't know. I, I i think if for mexico to truly help you'd see i think a, a cross-border reduction but those force multipliers are working I, you can't say that they aren't anymore. They, I mean, are clearly having an impact. And, you know, we'll see. Enforcement's working. Border Patrol Union had tweeted, quote, Those who say government, uh, Governor Abbott isn't reducing illegal immigration are morons. In December, there were 72,000 arrests in Del Rio sector, including Eagle, which includes Eagle Pass. In January, after the Shelby Park seizure by Texas National Guard, it went down to 16,000. Enforcement works. Take note, Biden men. It does work. But now you're looking at Arizona and California. California, not going to do anything.
6: Why are so few singers protesting Hamas? Five for Fightings' John Andrasik has an answer. Talk to some managers and folks, and, and I have, and you know, there's certain iconic artists that in other times would be writing these songs. I'm like, where are they? And they said, well, you know, they're scared. They're scared for their families. They're scared that their concerts will be protested. But those are the same arguments people used in 1938. Hear more on the Hollywood and Toto podcast, the right take on entertainment. Find it on iTunes or your favorite audio platform.
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five.
1: So, apparently, uh, they in, what is this, Colorado, because the uh, drug situation is so bad, they have free opioid overdose antidotes. They're going to have them at distribution boxes. This is... Wild! This is good heavens. I uh, Was look at this is coming? Where's this coming from? Lee Valley Live. They said that uh, it's I guess part of the anti-fentanyl campaign. Nine Narcan distribution boxes in Lee Valley locations, and they're trying to raise awareness of deadly fentanyl. Do you have to do that though? I mean, does it Real I mean, you know that it's bad. Well, isn't this just like enabling it in a way, or or? I don't know. I have questions about this. Uh, apparently, yeah, you can't eat puffer fish. This dude cooked and ate a puffer fish. you got to be very careful how you cook it. And uh, it killed him because he did it improperly. Uh, the Brazilian man who had one of the most poisonous fishes in the world. He died after spending five weeks in the hospital. Oh. Magnonum's uh, 46 he and his friend ate toxic puffer, puffer fish. It's 1,200 times more poisonous than cyanide. They got it as a present. They ate it, and he died. And it's like a little fish, uh, but they gutted it, removed the liver, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, an hour later, they fell seriously, seriously ill. It's not like a regular fish. It's you have to. It's you have to be very, yeah, because it can kill you. Uh, and they have those the deadly toxins, and it can cause severe illness and death, and it affects the nervous system, et cetera. It's like tw- they said, twenty minutes to two hours after eating it, uh, and it's like the second most. Poisonous vertebrae in the world The first is this frog This like golden frog or whatever Yeah Uh, And they I mean you can eat it It's a delicacy A delicacy in Japan But they They go through training Because they have to Very You have to very Carefully uh, You know Prepare the fish And all of that stuff And not A lot of people It's not like You know Doing a regular fish So that's sad Mysterious ghost shipwreck Washes up on a coastline Centuries after it sank this is interesting. It appeared on Cape Ray, Newfoundland after a tropical storm Fiona moved through the area. A local bird hunter first noticed it under the waves. And then the word spread uh, quickly throughout the community. They said they don't know how old it is. They you know, they think that it may could date back to the 19th century because of the dowels that they see on the boat. It's 80 feet. They think it was a schooner, but some think it might be too large to be a schooner. But uh, they said they're still looking at it, it and trying to figure out what kind of uh, hardwood species it is. But and they and they said that that would tell them whether or not it was actually made in Newfoundland or if it was made in Europe somewhere, and it goes into this database of shipwrecks and all this stuff. So that's kind of interesting uh, for those who follow that. So I don't know how they did this, but uh, Taggers Graffiti Twenty Seven Stories of a Skyscraper in Downtown Los Angeles, the entire like the exterior. I they I don't know how they. Gained entry to it or how long it took them I mean they said that they had been blasting the building One witness said for three nights they could see People up on the bil- on the balcony tagging everything And it. I mean it was All the way up on this high rise Well LAPD only announced two arrests in connection With it they said it was an illegal art installment uh, A 35 year old man And a 25 year old man uh, But that's uh, they. They said they were looking for additional security measures To make sure that it doesn't happen again And they had to remove what they did That's 27 stories of it uh, let's see Queensland police ra- oh, This is a kid in Australia Of course Australia Even their claw machines are dangerous At a shopping center A three-year-old got stuck Literally in the claw machine I don't know how it Father of a three-year-old boy uh, Said that his kid was having The time of his life Three-year-old Ethan Climbed into the machine Through the prize dispenser At a shopping center He was very chill And the, the adults were trying To coax him out of the machine but they said he, he was up there so fast. The dad said that he just, you know, blinked his eyes and the kids in there. And he said that his son, you know, always played the machines when they were at the mall. But he said he realized it was going to be very difficult to get him out. He had a, they had to uh, call the claw machine company. And uh, his response was, my child is stuck in the machine. I'd like to have him back. <laughs> Stay with us
0: elevate your commute, workouts, or downtime with the Dana Show podcast. Unleash the power of knowledge at your fingertips by following Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why were they
5: released? You know, they Why were, were those first the pirates released? Ooh. Why were the released?
0: Migrants- hey, Mr. Bragg, do you regret it? Do you regret sending these migrants? Sir, can you give us one comment,
4: sir? Sir, you're on
1: behalf of the people. Can you just comment on the situation? Well, the Bragg's not going to say a word. He got a smirk on his face. What Why is he smirking like that dude who... Had to go in and uh, was arrested for trying to while fighting with uh, law enforcement. He was asked, "Do you regret it? Do you regret letting them free, letting them walk free? Do you regret that they were released?" He doesn't say a single thing. Smiles. Yeah, he just you know he smirks. I mean, look, the stuff that he sits here and he bent, tried to bend state law, so he could go and prosecute Trump on one of the cases in New York, which I thought was a witch hunt. The Mar-a-Lago one with the docs. it's a whole other story. That one, though, this man stretched and folded and bent and did everything he could to state law to try to necessitate a charge so they could prosecute. But these dudes, he just lets walk free. Just lets walk. They get to walk. Is that not something? Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Is that not something? And of course he doesn't say a single thing. Is this what build back better meant? Is that, that's build back better. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's com- I, one of the memes I saw said community organizing Democrat style. It's true. It's what it is. I, I, it's it's uh, uh, amazing. This is going to be the big, uh, it is a huge issue. I, the amount of fentanyl that comes across the border. What was the, uh, I'm going to pull this story up, because there was one, uh, how many, How many? it was like a kilogram that, that they found uh, crossing the border. It was like a, a yeah, oh no, sorry, uh, 38 pounds, 38 fentanyl hidden in a spare tire. And that was in San Clemente, and then going across the the Texas border, there have been, I mean, too many here. Uh, the fentanyl seizures have skyrocketed. And I think it's like, what, $10,000 a kilogram? Don't you just need like one microgram? I mean, essentially what they keep catching going through the uh, southern border in Texas is... The, I mean, you could use that to kill the equivalent of a city the size of New York. That's how deadly this stuff is. There's a, and you can't tell me that all of this is happening, the smuggling of humans, the smuggling of drugs, everything else across the southern border, massive bank be made by the cartels and nobody in D.C. is getting a cut. Because anybody else would be fighting to shut this down. It's that dangerous to national security. No. No, in the meantime, Biden demands that supermarkets cut their prices yeah. to deal with inflation. You, get, you OK, Kane? <clears throat> yeah.
2: Government needs to cut their spending.
1: No, it's the grocery stores, Kane. No. The supermarkets are inflating their prices meanly, meanly. And Biden, in a speech in South Carolina, he already touched on it last week. Now they're still pushing it. Because t- yesterday, White House aides told the New York Times that Biden was taking aim at the supermarkets. So he mentioned it already in his in his White House speech. And now the aides told the New York Times, oh, he's really he's really going after it now. So this is going to be I'm sure he's going to unveil something more class warfare stuff. But it says it's the super par- supermarket prices. He doesn't say anything about. Supply chain issues or inflation, he, because the stores obviously don't control those things. The increase in eggs, milk, and that. He thinks that it's, uh, well, his, this is what he says, quote, There are still too many corporations in America ripping people off. Price gouging, junk fees, greed, inflation, shrinkflation. That was his direct quote. And he goes, Americans, we're tired of being played for suckers. And that's why we're going to keep these guys, keep on them and get the prices down. So then White House aides yesterday told the New York Times that he was taking aim at the uh, supermarkets. And w- that's not going to work. I- I'm just going to go ahead and wager that that's not going to work. This is so bad. Uh, they said that. Uh, I mean, he I-, I don't know how they're I don't know how they're going to do that. It's greedflation. That's what they say it is. The administration says it's greedflation. Oh, please, someone teach this man about supply and demand and, and what inflation does, what his economic policies have done. How do you, how, you that's not how supermarkets work. When you, when you have something, when you have a product that you sell and the product is made more expensive because of supply disruptions or the increased cost of, of energy, which increases the cost of acquiring the product, getting the product, putting the product on the shelves, making the product, and inflation on top of it, how do supermarkets control that? That's not a supermarket issue. There's no big supermarket sitting out there going, We see these people are in a tough spot. Let's raise prices. I know that that's what Democrats like to use as boogeyman to scare voters. That Because it's really them. The call is coming from inside the House. It's Democrats who are doing this. It's their policies. And then they want to blame everyone else for reacting to their policies. It's like if you paint houses for a living, and that is your business, house painting. And wages are having difficulty keeping up with everything else because of inflation. Because government spending is making it to where your dollar actually goes less. It It, travel, it, it stretches less. And because of increased energy costs, it's more expensive to manufacture the product that you use, paint. It's more expensive to uh, package it, to distribute it, to uh, obtain it. And then maybe what you used to be able to get for, you know, two cans of paint for now, is just one. Are you bad because you have to increase your prices to offset the increase in prices that you have incurred due to things that are not in your control? I can't believe we have to have this, like, remedial explanation of bake, how markets work. But this is what Democrats do. They think you're stupid. They think every, you know, they don't know about money because half of them are trust fund socialists. They have no idea. You think Joe, Joe Biden has been on the public teat for his whole life. Do you think he worries about any money? No, he doesn't. That's why they can go out there and they can say it with full conviction. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's big supermarket that's keeping these prices high. It's, it's big grocery. When it's your, it's you, dude, it's you. But they, they need a boogeyman. They want to, they want to blame something other than themselves. I mean, good grief. So what do you, so now we're, I guess we're going to, going to target uh, big grocery. I, what, what, what the hell can they do? Avian flu increased egg prices on top of it. What are you going to do to make them reduce the cost of eggs?
2: Don't forget about the chicken farms going up in flames.
1: Yeah. We're going to have government setting price controls now? They're going to go full Venezuela on this stuff?
2: This is the gargantuan projection from the government. This is exactly what they're... They're the greedflation people. They're the ones that are taking other people's money and just, oh, so frivolously spending it everywhere. They are the reason for inflation. Everyone knows that the government... Overspending and printing money is the reason why we have inflation It has nothing yes. to do with the free market and business
1: in june twenty twenty two a forty year high nine point one percent price inflation nine point one percent forty year high increased three point four percent just for the month of December I mean there and, and he he had said he goes after them and says that it's – I guess he's accusing the supermarket chains of being greedy and unnecessarily raising – I don't know how that's unnecessarily raising the prices because if they wanted to compete with each other, then they would each be lowering – they would be lowering their prices to what they could in order to be competitive on pricing with one another. But the fact that they don't have a lot of room to move should be another giant signal to this mathematically illiterate sponge that – you know, there's 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 forces at play here other than his make-believe greedflation claim. I can't stand people that don't know basic market, I, how the economy works. My friend Carol Roth is right. There's a huge economic illiteracy in this country, and it's in the White House right now. It's an epidemic. It's in the White House. Now, a few other things. Looking at South Carolina, because we got South Carolina primary, that's what, hmm. A couple of like two and a half weeks away. Uh, I is anyone else like really concerned about the primaries anymore? Nikki Haley's not going to win. She's still twenty points down, right? Yeah, and in her own state down. Yeah. And that's and that's and she already had her boost of fourteen points since last September, but she's down. So I don't I don't think it's it, she's I, I it's stupid for her to even go. I think to South Carolina. Uh, and I don't know how she's going to be able to do that even after South Carolina, because the story of you can't even be competitive in your home state is a powerful one. The only thing that she can do is try to get Democrats to vote for her. Now, these are not the Reagan Democrats, like the people who turn and become Republican. These are the people who would vote for her one time and then they go back to voting, go back to voting Democrat. Democrat. But I do want you to be cautious about a lot of the some a lot of the polling out there. There was another uh, pull this up. Never trust the media to or, or don't think that the media is not going to try to uh make you feel apathetic. They were doing Quinnipiac was doing a poll where it showed that Biden opened up a 6 point lead over Trump and I I don't know. I've been looking at this. It's not the I I, there's some polls out there that show that they were head and head some that show Biden in the lead I do I, I I don't know I it's it's a little too early to start using these as like tools of of uh fortune telling because so many times they're wrong they've been wrong so consistently but I I do think that at this point you know, the if Trump is going to be the Republican nominee, he's got to start talking st- stop talking about his legal stuff and he's got to stop start focusing singularly on issues because that's what did it in 2016. When you start talking about fights that you've had or fights that you've lost or uh, you you, con- you you talk about the, the legal issues that j- voters are not going to be. They're not going to they can only empathize, I think, so much. So we'll see.
0: Follow Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, because knowledge is your ultimate superpower. People felt like, okay, yeah, he's one of us. Well, that's Biden. So let Fox News make fun of him, because he has the same stutter he had since he was 14 years old. Uh, but, but, but go out and show flashes of anger. That happened yeah. in, by the way, in 2020. He went after a guy in Iowa, almost called him a fat something, and he yeah. cut himself off yeah. and... They're actually, again, it showed a human side of it. I was talking yesterday. You-
1: mm. Please let Biden speak more. Please, actually, wait, uh, like this, audio soundbite, um, four or five, any of them, any, literally any of the ones that we have. Just, just surprise us, Juan. I've been doing this a long
6: time. I know I don't look like I'm 40, but I'm 40. <laughs> right? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway but for, 40 times 2 mm. yeah that's so oh what about the other one like when he's talking about uh, wait. when he said that he oh yeah I guess this is when he was still in the White House somebody let him in a Corvette to go 130 mile per hour
2: see, this is
6: about giving people a shot that's all it is it's just fairness give people a shot that's what you do that's what you do And besides, you built my 67 Corvette. (laughs) My pride. Any ever watch Jay Leno's Garage? You watch me race on my my 67 Corvette? It's only a 327, 350. I tell you what, man, I got up to 130 miles an hour, though. Secret Service doesn't like riding with me very much anymore. Mm. Anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so it's so uh, I want him to talk more because it shows it. it, He seems like he's it works better for us. And there's more material that I can play on my show and we can you know, we can laugh about it because it's if he puts himself in this position because he's so power thirsty and all of his backers are so power thirsty. There, you have no obligation to feel any kind of remorse for laughing at how ridiculous he sounds every time he gets in front of a microphone. They signed up for that. Let's, they signed up for it. Golly, so insane. So
2: yes, more unfiltered Biden as we come into November.
1: Please. Yeah, put him out. Let's, you know what? Let's have him do a huge hour-long Q&A. Have him give a giant speech, no prompter. Can he do you know, Have him speak from the heart.
2: Can he do anything but sleep for more than an hour?
1: I mean, they'd have to jack him up with whatever Hunter has laying around. You know, some give him give him some of that Booker sugar. You know, get a, get out of his White House cubby. Or maybe he can just snort it off of his uh, gun pouch. Didn't even have it holstered. Just his little pouch. Maybe he can snort it off that with uh, Hunter's illegally purchased firearm. You know, just, uh, and just that should help him, right? I mean, isn't that how it works?
2: Yeah, the media loves him.
1: Yeah, it should rile him up for a little bit. You know, it's not a big deal. The media didn't think it's a big deal. So, you know, let's just maybe do that. Uh, that's yeah. So there you go. Uh, that can work. I tell you, uh, I think that's the best idea that has ever taken place on that program. Yes. More of Biden speaking, more of him speaking folks, make sure that you go and find all of our past discussions up on YouTube and Facebook and sign up for the newsletter over at substack chapter and verse. There's more stuff coming out about that. In the meantime, today in Stupidity.
2: Well, it is the White House Press Secretary. Juan, this is Cut 8. Listen to the gaslighting. Oh, <clears throat> I'll play it from here then. Listen to the gaslighting from Karine Jean-Pierre.
6: Bionomics is, is working. Unemployment is under 4%, 14 million jobs. He's going to continue lowering costs. And so we know, economists have said, it takes a long time to make
2: that connection. But It takes a long time. To make the connection no, like we, how long we felt it right away actually when he got into office yeah. and we're still feeling it yeah no, so completely. quit gaslighting and do something about it
1: uh, yeah exactly yeah we're not going to believe that we're not going to believe it all right folks that does it for us this week and uh appreciate your prayers for our sweet pup rocco as you know we lost him uh this week and uh he's greatly missed he was the bestest of all the good boys so we miss him and love him thank you guys so much have a great weekend back with you monday